This is The Pool, I'm Rain Coleman, your host, and this is episode 15. Welcome back, welcome back, all you nerds, birds, freaks, geeks, and others. Thank you all for tuning in again with your boy, yeah, dude, you With your host, Rain Coleman, here over at Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, giving you the pool once again. Um, going strong in 2018. I mean, I've been hitting you up week after week, so, you know, kudos to me for that big pat on the back and all that good shit. Um, thank you all for coming back, man. How's your week been? Everybody out there, tweet me, Carefree Blurred. Let me know what's been going on with you. Or uh, leave a comment in the SoundCloud right there. Or, you know, do a little, little review. Hit me on the email if, you, uh, if you're feeling a little shy. Carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, getting right into the pool here. Um, start off with the hashtags. When you're listening to this episode, please uh, live tweet using the hashtags uh, the pool CBN or perhaps CBN pod. Those hashtags will be in the show notes and um, they will be available on the Instagram post as well. So, you know, just show me a little love. Let me know that we're communicating. We're talking. This conversation is going and all that good shit. Um, before we get started, let you guys know um, I've been a little busy. Uh, I was featured on two amazing podcasts this past week. Uh, I'm going to leave the links in the show notes, but I really would appreciate it if you guys go and, you know, check them out. If you'd like to hear a little bit more of me, if not, that's fine. I have plenty of content on Carefree Black Nerd. Uh, beginning with uh, my very own good friend, little brother type over there in France, Falou, over at the Get Into It pod. We uh, chopped it up, uh, spoke about a couple things on his show. Episode 24, Karma is a Bitch, <laughs> is what it's titled, featuring me, the Carefree Black Nerd. Again, that link will be in the show notes. Um, maybe you'll hear a little bit now. Now, because I was, I was all in it. Um, and the one with friends with the car? Huh? Yeah. Oh, God, yes. I screamed. I literally I, screamed when I saw that. <laughs> listen, listen, I've died, okay? <laughs> No, no, no. Whistle, it's a video where the guy, they were talking about where homeboy tried to kill Harry Potter. And it was a dude and his sister. He ready to run. So, you ready to die? She's like, yeah, I'm a real bitch. You can't kill me. I'm a real bitch. Oh, yeah. You can't kill me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. it was so uh, hilarious. You yeah. can't kill me. I'm a bad bitch. Right, that shit. Oh. <laughs> good good deal good deal um so yeah that was me on that show and then we have the wonderful amazing ladies over there the river dames uh just um oh god when i tell you guys now take a quick little side note everyone i of course have my welcome to riverdale review show and as amazing as it is <laughs> there are others out there who are also putting out amazing content and i i don't know i just i was i'm floored at uh <laughs> at being invited onto this show and um being welcomed in with open arms by these two amazing ladies over there at the river dames jackie uh just i don't know i just it's still like i've been doing this for quite some time and it's it's a little over a year and some change and I enjoy what I'm doing. Um, I'm very humble. You know, whenever I'm invited somewhere or someone wants to come onto my show, it's still like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, you know, what am I, I'm not doing anything. Um, any, you know, I'm just over here talking into a mic and for them to invite me, the river dames, I, um, I'm just, 
it's still humble. So all that being said, um, we recorded during the hiatus or the mid-season finale of uh, Riverdale. So we didn't actually discuss Riverdale. We discussed a show called um, Nine Lives of Chloe King, which was very much in my wheelhouse. A campy show um, about a bunch of teenagers having powers and doing crazy shit, which was on Freeform, formerly of uh, ABC Family. But it was a pretty interesting show. I know it's not everyone's speed, so I'm not... um, Ask you to go watch every single episode, but you know, if you'd like to hear a little bit more of me with other people, go ahead and listen to me here. They don't just like pull out a gun, you know. And I was happy that he did pull out a gun at the end, but then I was like intrigued by the whole oh, drowning makes the most sense yeah. thing. That was actually mm-hmm. a good, I thought that was a good idea, but I was annoyed about that big block that just came to hit her. Like, what was that? Like, I feel like there were other ways oh, to knock her out. I thought, like, why doesn't he just shoot her eight times? That seems more efficient than drowning her eight times. It's yeah. just going to take so much time, and then obviously the mine will come. Like, that was obviously the way that was going to play what out. Was yeah. Speed. Before, Where did he have that gun? Yeah. Like, yeah so i thoroughly enjoyed being on the show with them and again thank you guys you guys you guys you did a wonderful wonderful job and uh i'm hoping that we're going to do another little crossover soon with riverdale um now that it's back um speaking of make sure you're checking out all the other shows in the carefree black nerd feed we have uh, Carefree Black Nerd Proper, of course, on Sundays. We have the Riverdale Review Show on Mondays. Uh, Tuesdays, we have The Pool. Uh, and then, you know, every now and then when something pops up, you might get a guide to this, a guide to that, maybe a little spinoff here, spinoff there. But, um, yeah, <laughs> that's that. And as always, use the hashtags and conversate, converse, talk with me. Let me know that you guys hear me out there. Um, on that note, we're going to take a little break. And uh, be back with some some headlines, y'all. Some 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 comic news. <laughs> All right. We back with a little bit of headlines, y'all. <laughs> so, um, getting into a little bit of comic news, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp have some of these steals for the movie have come out. And I'll have to say, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not really excited. I'm just hoping to see T.I. again. Because, you know, more black and brown faces in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is what drives me. And if he can reprise his role, but not necessarily be a thief or anything, just like kind of show up and show out, that would be amazing. Um, all that being said, I know that the Ant-Man and the Wasp will be pretty good, all things considered, because it's the Marvel machine, of course. Um, that being said, the images did look pretty good. You know, I, I, I can see where the hype could come from, but me, I'm not super excited about it quite yet. Um, although Gail Simone... <laughs> we'll be writing Domino. I forgot to tell you that last week. Um, I don't know how I forgot that. But, you know, with Deadpool coming down the line, we know that it would just make sense to give Domino her own series. And let's work with that. And Gail Simone is such an amazing author, like she, writer. That 
Gail, look, I follow her on Twitter. I fucking love her on Twitter. Like, <laughs> period. But um, along with Gail Simone, we have David uh, Baudian, who worked on Marvel's uh, Spirit of Vigen- mini- excuse me, Spirits of Vengeance miniseries. <laughs> and um, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm floored. Like, I'm excited. Like, what a time to be alive. We have another Domino series. Like, Come on, not X Factor, not Cable, not X Force. We have a Domino series. Uh, who else? Let's see. Oh, The Flash. Barry Allen is now in jail for, was sentenced to jail for life for murder. And again, I'm not a DCCW guy, but I'm like, God damn, you know, what happened from the first uh, episode to now? Are you now you in jail for murder? Like, come on, dude. So those of you who are uh, Flash fans out there, hit me up, tweet me, Carefree Blur. Let me know what's going on over there. You know, uh, fill me in and then give me your take on it. Does he deserve to be in jail? Is this a, um, let me see, is this mistaken identity? Is somebody frame him? Like, what's up? Let me know. Um, what else? Supergirl Mon L gets a comic accurate costume, which is, that's a big deal for some, I'm sure. And what do we have going on down here? Oh, Marvel, Marvel hired a new publisher, 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 Johnny, who is an industry veteran. Um, he, let me see. When was this? Uh, this, he, Johnny will oversee the print and digital comics line. So, you know, that's, kind of a big deal <laughs> he used to work for dc comics he was the co-founder and ceo of games and cards company site oh god site tops <laughs> don't judge me c-r-y-p-t-o-z-i-c <laughs> cryptopsic entertainment um he's succeeding uh dan buckley who held that position as a publisher since about 2003 all the way up to 2017 so that's you know we're making some moves things are shaking up like this is this is an interesting interesting time to be alive because as much as great as we um the things are on the front end like the comics and movies and whatnot shit is shaking up on the back end that should hopefully give out some um fruitful fruit <laughs> that should give us some amazing stories down the line so i'm hoping that he don't come in and fuck shit up but you know let's give this guy a chance he is by the way an industry veteran um let's see what else what else we got going on here it's so good i say blah 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 Mm, also, 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 oh, Lois Lane, Supergirl Wolves looks like they'll be casting their own Lois Lane, which is, that's cool, and I like that, although I'm not really into the whole CWDC, and I'm going to stop saying that eventually, um, I do like that Supergirl is kind of the Superman of this, um, extended universe, and that they're building this Superman-ish universe based off of her, um, I guess, when it comes to Black Lightning, because that's a, a show that I watched, <laughs> um, I'm not really a fan of him to stay in his own little pocket of the DC CW universe. But if he has interactions with her, because he is a character that was initially in Metropolis, I wouldn't mind that so much as long as it's very brief. But I would prefer that he stay in his own little part of the world. Um, 
Let's see. Oh, some Archie Comics news. Dick Tracy. We had a Dick Tracy comic book series from Archie Comics that was canceled due to licensing issues. And that's where they'll get you guys. It's with the licensing issues, <laughs> which is like, that would be cool because Dick Tracy is something that as a kid, I remember watching the, the movie and I remember Dick Tracy kind of fondly. You know, that was one of the first detectives that I knew about. Um, it was a lot of cussing. I don't think it was supposed to be for kids, <laughs> but I saw it and it's been so long. Like with us rebooting and updating everything, I think Dick Tracy is could work um, in the same way that Carmen Sandiego would work. I think Inspector Gadget could as well, but I I feel like in my heart of hearts <laughs> that Dick Tracy would be a better a better fit. What else? What else would we have going on? Um, I'm thinking that's probably about it. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. Uh, <laughs> Uh, stop with the comic shit there. Now, what I've been watching, um, I saw, like I said, I was on River Dames and we discussed Nine Lives of Chloe King. That was a really interesting show. Again, it was very campy and it, I think it's it's worth a watch. And if you can't get through the first episode, do not continue because it's essentially the same in tone and mood. The story gets a little better, but all in all, it's the same. Uh, I made it up to the third episode. I think it's 10 in the first season. I plan on watching those at my leisure. There's not too much that I watch that I, um, there's not too many times I'm able to watch something and just enjoy it and not necessarily be preparing to record or preparing to do something with that content that I've just consumed. But Chloe King was like a good kind of marker to allow me to just be like, okay, that is what it is and keep it moving. So I, I enjoyed it for that alone or if, if nothing else for that. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, I saw Black Lightning, of course, and that was a dope ass show, and I can't wait to have some folks on so we can discuss it. Um, what else? I have not yet seen Proud Mary at the time of this recording. Shame on me, I know, but life got in the way, kind of kicked me while I was down and dug his heels into my back, and so. I have was out of commission most of the weekend, <laughs> but I'm back in effect, y'all. Um, I'll probably try to see it this weekend. Um, anybody out there who have seen Proud Mary, tweet me. Let me know in the comments on SoundCloud. How was it? Good, bad, ugly, indifferent? It was okay. Could be a little better. Couldn't get any better. Let me know. Or tweet me, Carefree Blurred, and let me know how uh, how was the movie. Because um, it looks pretty good by the trailers, but you know, it's... I'm not getting mixed reviews. I'm really not getting any reviews. I don't know if I've just successfully stayed away from spoilers and reviews or if no one's really discussing it. In any event, let me know. Um, anybody seen Proud Mary? Anybody plan on seeing it? Uh, any thoughts on it? And then uh, we'll be right back with some comics, y'all. We're back, we're back, we're back, and uh, we're back with the pool. Now, um, my pool for this week, I've actually switched it up a little bit because I did read my actual pools, and I, you know, I enjoyed them. I had uh, X-Men Blue, issue number 19. I had Phoenix Resurrection of Jean Grey, issue number 3. Um, I picked up, let's see, I had X-Men Gold, annual number 1, Michael Cray, 
Number four, that's from Wildstorm. We have Astonisher from Catalyst Prime Universe as well as Excel. And then over on the DC side of things, I had Mr. Miracle. Um, I also picked up Old Man Hawkeye, number one. And I picked it off just off the strength of Old Man Logan alone. And hoping, praying, fingers crossed that there will be more Ashley Barton in there. And for those of you who've been playing along, Ashley Barton, Spider-Girl, was featured in Carefree Black Nerd uh, a little while ago. Um, and she's the daughter of Hawkeye and a unnamed black woman. All that being said, all that shit to the side. I'm going to pick it up because I figured, okay, it might be a good companion piece to the Old Man Logan series, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And um, But I'm pushing all that shit to the side. And we are... Because Black Lightning has been so fucking, like, just die hard, real life, um, I figured I'd go over his miniseries, Cold Dead Hands, Black Lightning, Cold Dead Hands. It is a six-part miniseries that is going on right now. Um, they are currently on issue three at the time of this recording. Uh, issue four should be coming out pretty soon. I've read the first three, and I thoroughly enjoyed them. Um, what I'll say is I've seen a lot of blowback online about this series and it's been from you know the guess what you would expect um the fanboys and girls who are very much patriot for your country we bleed blue type of guys where the issue is they're saying that black lightning is a very um police hating story and the funny thing about that is i think this black lightning story is is really is is really good um tony isabella is the writer and he's the creator of Black Lightning to begin with. Well, my thing is, it's very funny. Where's that? It's that saying that says, um, when, uh, oh God, I'm going to butcher this saying. <laughs> Forgive me. Um, I guess like when you're used to privilege and power, uh, equality feels like oppression. I think that's, that's the gist of it. And that's the thing that came to mind when I saw all of the issues that people had with Black Lightning. Now, it suffers from not being written by a person of a black person, a black man, but where it suffers is stuff that you can kind of overlook, like in the dialogue, um, little kind of corny stuff, brother from another mother, sister from another mister, stuff like that. Um, and it's not enough to deter you away from the book. I think the story is good. The thing about it is it's very reminiscent of a certain or particular sect of people's experiences. Now, Black Lightning powers aside his entire story in this um, this miniseries so far. And what we've seen of him over, you know, checking out Carefree Black Nerd uh, issue 38 is very, very, very very much someone's story. It's not a whole bunch of fiction that you've just pulled out of thin air. A lot of this is based on real world things. And the funny thing is, is that Tony of the Bell, I believe is from Ohio. Black Lightning is in Ohio. I want to say he's in Ohio in this book. I have to go back and double check. Forgive me for not having that information right off hand. But they, it, it feels in a way that Batman White Knight is kind of channeling the Ferguson and the Black Lives Matter um uh, movement and a lot of the things that um, have been going on in the last few years or so um, just through imagery and through um, conversation that is exactly what Black Lightning is doing Tony Isabella over there Black Lightning and Cold Dead Hands but what he's doing is bringing to light things like the Tamir Rice and like um, the, all the shootings and all these the, being these children being used in these um, 
movements both are good and bad and it's just it it rings very true there's supernatural in it there's like these psionic weapons and black lightning ha- controls lightning and everything else he's capable of doing but all that shit aside it's very much a story that is about the experiences that we and i say we being a lot of us here in america that we experience now that being said all of the issues that i've seen people have with this like all oh, this about cop hating and this then the third it's like you can have your opinion everyone's entitled to it but an opinion can still be wrong and if this is where you took that book then that's fine that's on you just don't support it don't put your money into it that's fine um but it's very interesting that you can discredit someone's lived in experience as being, oh, this is just propaganda for X, Y, and Z. But the, th- the same thing isn't said when you can look on every bookshelf and see a ton of white faces, blonde hair, blue eyes, green or whatever. You can turn on the television and see a bunch of these same experiences. Like you get to see yourself in all these different areas and these different arenas, be it fact, fiction, fantasy or whatever. But then when someone presents you with something that is against what you feel to your core is right and whatever, you know, you feel like this book is about hating police when you you can't lack that much understanding of what's going on in the real world especially something that takes just a simple google search or a little maybe a click pass uh fox news to some other news outlet or just to your friendly neighborhood facebook post about somebody a brown person and what they're going through or a trans person or a woman or whoever when you're so close-minded to the fact that you can read this story and you're taking it as cop hating i would say that the police play a very um interesting role in this book they are in a whole um a a character in the story but what reading it through my lived in experience and through this black man's eyes it's more or less just telling the truth about things that we've seen going on now but the police are used in the way that for me feels more like a law and order or a csi it doesn't feel as if the cops hate black men it's literally about a superhero a vigilante in the same way that daredevil is a vigilante book in the same way that um you have hmm, who else is a vigilante? i guess spider-man yeah spider-man initially was a vigilante it's the police are being used in a way that if black lightning was a white man and the story was written exactly the same but he was a white man i highly doubt that we would have the issues that we have um, coming up from the other side about this book because then it would just be oh they hate him because he's a superhero but that's not it he has this extra layer of being a black man and this man is telling a story that is ringing pretty true to the experiences that black people have had but I digress <laughs> this isn't about the fanboys and fangirls who are up in arms about it I really think that this is a good series at first I didn't like it I only had issues one and two and I was like okay is he trying too hard? You know, is this really something that's good? But I can see the story. It's like I could see the forest for the trees or whatever they're saying goes. Um, and I really wish this was an ongoing. I'm hoping that with the success of Black Lightning over on CW, that this story can morph into an ongoing series. I really like, I really do. Um, now, Essentially, what's going on is that Black Lightning has returned back to where the hell is he? Because he's in Ohio at one point in time. He's in Metropolis at one point in time. Then he's in another what it says, Jefferson Pierce, a man who came home and found that home struggling with troubles old and new. Now he fights for the future 
on two fronts. In the classroom, as a dedicated teacher, and on the streets as Black Lightning. <laughs> um, and so the thing is, in this book, he is, you know, uh, teaching at school. He is also fighting crime at night. He's fighting evil by moonlight. Wind and love by daylight. No. <laughs> um, the big bad in this book isn't even a police officer. And that's the thing that I don't get. Like, for you to have this stress and this anger about it, saying that it's about hating the police, the big bad in this book is another black man who is doing what a lot of villains do. They're taking children. They're taking the young impressionable of the community equipping them with weapons to test out these weapons and test out this destruction. And in the midst of this, the police of course will be caught. Like that's, that, that only makes sense. You have people robbing casinos and, and shooting these fucking weapons at, at stuff. You're going to call the police. So when you have the police and you have a vigilante coming to address this issue that this other big bad in the shadows has caused, how is this a cop hating book when it, all of that is a dr- oh, I just I don't get it. Um I don't want to spoil too much of anything. I just know that the art for one is great. The story is amazing. Um speaking of, let me go back and read you these credits. We have Tony Isabella as the writer, Clayton Henry as the artist, Pete Panier, Pantanazi. P A N T A Z I S as the colorist um josh reed as the literer clay henry with uh tommy mori on the covers and the covers are great these are some great covers um let's see black lightning was created by tony Isabella with trevor von eden again this is just an amazing story and i'm i'm so happy that this is out like i do still have my issues but it's very kind of grounded that's the one thing that i found in me and if i'm wrong you know let me know carefree blurred on twitter carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com um if you you know want to tweet me want to email me but i feel like black lightning and all of the research i've done and everything that i've seen and all the iterations that he's popped up in he's been a very grounded character to the point where he is um leaving awake his father's wake i believe and he's going to suit up to go in you know address this this crime that's going on this man is literally in the trunk of his friend's car she is his old friend from childhood and she's a a detective and they're kind of she knows that he's black lightning but no one else does and so in order for him to kind of be inconspicuous he goes to her trunk takes off his suit and puts suits up with his black lightning uniform Additionally, in order to get to the scene of the crime, he has to get in her passenger seat of her car, let the seat down all the way so no one can see him in it and while she's driving towards uh, the incident. And then he'll get out and go do his crime fighting thing. This isn't some jump in a phone booth, spin around a couple times and I have my suit on. It's very much grounded in what I feel like is something real that I'm not getting from other superheroes. Um, I will say that for as much as I've, I've said over and over again, oh, I'm not a DC guy, I'm a Marvel guy. I'm shutting that shit up right here. Black Lightning has been my gateway drug into the DC universe. Like Between Tom King's writing, amazing writing on Batman, and between um, uh, 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 Black Batman, White Knight, and then now coming up on black lightning it's like now this makes me want to learn more about the dc universe even the things that i haven't really had interest in like green lanterns i don't really care about them at all but i feel as if okay if black lightning can do this for me there's something else out there that can as well you know i absolutely love batman um the long halloween that was dope as shit coming into it not having 
having surface knowledge of Batman and Batman lore and his rogues gallery and everything, but not deep history where, you know, if somebody named Tony shows up, knowing that Tony is from the original Batman way back in the 60s, I didn't have that type of knowledge. But going into this kind of blindly, kind of a little bit, you know, with a little bit of knowledge, The Long Halloween was a dope-ass book with an ending that fucking, once I thought everything was all said and done and dying down, the ending flipped it on his head for me. You know, so it's not that I'm not a DC guy, it's that, now I can attach myself to a character that is simply fucking amazing and bring me into this world, which is translated to taking more of my money. <laughs> but the way in which Black Lightning uses his powers is another thing where I'm like, oh, if we can get Storm, who already is pretty much an electric, electricity based, I don't know, power, power set, even though she controls the weather. I feel like we're not getting that care that we're getting with Black Lightning and other characters, and especially other black characters in other properties and other people's hands. We're not getting that with Storm, and I would love to see her handled in this way. Um, at one point, he gets an upgrade in his suit. Um, it's just, it's this is fucking amazing. Um, black Lightning in the first issue gets framed for a crime that he did not commit, but it's happening live, and it's set up in a way where the people around had they they are under the impression that he's done something that he hasn't done but it's kind of hard to explain as black lightning or as anyone to kind of explain away what happened because it looks exactly like you and i'm being intentionally vague because i, I really want for whoever's out there to read this ish, this this story. Um, again, at the time of this recording, we're only on issue three. It's a six issue miniseries. I'm sure it'll be collected in trade like soon. This would be an amazing gift for someone, a little black boy, a little black girl, somebody you know. It is pretty heavy. I get to the third issue and an incident that happened at the end of the second is directly addressed in the beginning of the third issue. And a lot of it is what we've been seeing on the news. And I say that to say that maybe you want to keep it away from your kids. You want to read it first just in case it's too deep. But it's the it's not any different from anything that we've seen on the news in the last three to five years, period. It's just a good story and it's collected in a way that tells the story of this man and his struggle. And I think that is very important. So all that being said, my nieces and nephews will also get that added to the list along with Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. <laughs> um, so getting to the real meat and potatoes. Oh, that Black Lightning fucking pilot episode blew my motherfucking mind. Cuss word, cuss word, cuss word. Explosive, explosive, cuss word, cuss word. This shit was bad. Oh my God. So... Uh, once I realized that Jill Scott was going to be in here from the trailer, I was like, fuck it. That's all I need to see. Then we have a character, Tobias, who um, has al albin oh, I want to say this right. Um, albinism. He, he, I don't know if it's correct to say that he's an albino. I think that's kind of played. And if I am wrong, please correct me. But I want to make sure I'm getting the terminology right. Um, but and he, he's a very imposing um threatening figure and i like that because i don't you don't get too many characters um that look like him which equates to jobs for the people who look like him so i'm excited that he's um in the story and that he's a villain it'd be nice to see a hero but either way he he's getting the check um this is a black ass show in the way that luke cage was a black ass show this is a black ass show and i'm not comparing black lightning to luke cage um 
I just feel like Black Lightning. I, you know, I feel like I'm at a point where these shows can exist. These shows, movies, and properties can exist on their own. Um, there was conversations on Twitter and other places where people were trying to, who are people who are I was some DC fans trying to pit the Marvel fans against DC fans, and you know I guess try to make it be a big deal that oh people are excited for Black Panther but not for Cyborg, and Cyborg was around first or whatever, and Cyborg has this this, this thing, and it's like you know you're comparing apples to oranges. Like we're in a space where now it doesn't feel like we have to pit these characters against each other. It's just like Marvel has an amazing thing going with Black Panther, and everybody and their mama's going to see it. Cyborg was just. He fell flat in Justice League. There was not enough care taken with him. Um, the, the CGI was trash. I'm hoping that it improves, you know, over the course of him appearing in movies. But DC dropped the ball with getting us to give a damn about that character. What they did not drop the ball with was Black Lightning. Now, you could easily say, oh, Black Lightning is just DC's uh, Luke Cage. Whatever. whatever, that's fair. But the thing is, this is a damn good show. It's black as fuck. The music is black as hell. The imagery is black as hell. I was going through um, going through when I was watching. I said, this feels like a fucking 90s as nostalgic black ass movie. Like the scenes between um, Jefferson Pierce, Black Lightning, and Lynn, his ex-wife, were very sensual. Even this little joking and playing around and, you know, oh, you look very good tonight. Oh, don't say that to me. Don't talk like that. Oh, you look really nice in that suit. Like, all of these subtle things that were just, it it made for good TV. You know, it made for very good, um, good, um, just good-ass TV, goddammit. It was good to see these black characters um, exist in a sort of family dynamic relationship that was non-traditional they're divorced they're raising their two daughters one daughter is in college um you know actually if i'm not if i'm i'm not entirely sure with anissa anessa um if she's in college or if she's graduated and she's working at the school that jefferson pierce teaches at i think that's how that works all in all that being said the relationship between the daughters is very very much this is my favorite iteration of these two um what else we have my homeboy chill will chilly willy anybody who under the sound of my voice who is familiar with black and sexy tv you know will will oh, i believe it's cadet Will from that guy who moved up to um, Issa Rae's network and did a show about love. I forget what it's called, but it was such an amazing show. And now he is Lala. He is a villain. Not uh, I don't think he's he's not the big bad, but I want to say that he'll be a very important part of this season. He's part of the 100 who are the big, um, the, I don't know, villains of this season. Maybe even the whole series. But he did a damn good job. Um, and again, going back to Issa Rae. I'm rooting for everybody black. He did the motherfucking thing. And I'm so, so, so fucking happy to see his black ass on screen. I feel like I've grown. I've watched him grow, you know, for the last about six years. Um, albeit online <laughs> and through TV shows, but I've watched him in his career and, and he's doing the damn thing. So kudos to you, brother, for real. Um, what else? Anissa and uh, Jennifer, they are you know, thunder and lightning <laughs> and there all of the supernatural shit aside, this is a damn good show. Again, if all of the fantastical elements were stripped away and let's say it just came down to literally guns and bullets, but the exact, the exact same show, this would be fucking amazing. Still, 
It's a great show. Everybody is fucking beautiful. Even the people who are not conventionally attractive are beautiful. The lighting, the cinematography, the fucking wardrobe, the relationships are very... What I... This is what happened. I was watching The Flash. I don't watch The Flash. I've said it time and time again. I don't really care about the uh, the DC CW shows. I can't get into them. They're so far along. I refuse to try to play catch up. But I was watching The Flash, and I was like, okay, this is pretty good. Um, Homegirl, some guy they worked, some girl, some girl they worked with. Um, the Flash was in trouble. He was fighting some guy who looked like the Hulk, but kind of radioactive. And then she could transform into Killer Frost, and like, oh, you got to become Killer Frost. She did. It was a. Uh, a uh, very interesting visual and I liked what I saw then when her and the little Hispanic guy went to go help uh, Barry Allen like her using her ice powers that was cool too and Flash was an amazing show in a sense like I, I kind of I watched those last like five to seven minutes I'm like okay I can see what people see with this show with, I, I get it but then soon after when Black Lightning came on it's like I was transported to a whole nother world. I'll say this. The CW does not deserve. It does not deserve Black Lightning. Based off the pilot alone, the vernacular, the way in which these people spoke to each other, the cussing, I loved it. And it isn't because, oh, they were cussing in that table. It's just looking at the, the difference between a Flash and a Black Lightning, the shows themselves, Hearing the, these women and these men speak in a way that was very familiar to me was refreshing because as good as The Flash is, that's not something that I think will sustain. Like, I, I'm someone who watches Riverdale every goddamn week, for God's sakes. And I get my jollies or my jingle jangles or whatever from it, and I enjoy it. But then I'll very much be one to dive into watching um, Insecure like soon after because it's like okay now i've had my little fun over here let me dive into this i refuse to um well i don't know i refuse but i feel as if when it comes to black lightning it feels so real and there are issues issues there are scenes in which there is interaction with the police and i'm sure the same fanboys and girls who got upset about black lightning cold dead hands the miniseries and how they address police in there they're going to hate black lightning and how it's handling the police there and the thing is it is very much it gives it invokes this ferguson um black lives matter um riot um protest uh police uh misconduct it invokes all of these feelings and it's like it's not taking a straight it's literally invoking the same imagery that we've been seeing on tv for the last five years or so and it's putting it in a way where i don't feel like it's being biased i feel like they're literally presenting you with this is the this footage is based off of footage that has been real forever for us and it is just it's fucking amazing and we haven't even got down to the nitty gritty so to speak um, everyone is fucking beautiful. Even the well, I won't say. Whether well, I haven't seen it wasn't too many people, um, non non color, non people of color <laughs> on there. But 
the people who were, they kind of stood out. But the two who showed up who stood out, I, I feel like that's intentional that those characters would stand out away from everyone else. So I don't think it's like they intentionally try to make the white people look bad because it's not that. The girl most certainly does not look bad. That motherfucker is look like um, breakfast at Tiffany's with a knife in her hand or something. And then the guy looks kind of frumpy, kind of like vintage white dude from the like late seventies or something. But all that aside, like everyone is beautiful on this show. Um, it is, it, it's just real. Like the conversations they're having, the um, interactions feel very real in a way where I would even venture to say it's a little bit more grounded than Luke Cage. And again, I'm not trying to compare the two, but thinking of them both existing, it doesn't take away from either one, but I feel like it's a little bit more real. And this is just based off the pilot. So again, don't, you know, bite my head off. It could get better. It could get worse. All in all, if the rest of the season is a fraction of how good the first episode was, I'm in. Just the use of his powers. Now, it is CW, so it's not like the budget is like a major motion picture, but they do things in a way that feels and looks really good. Some of it, like him jumping down off the motel um, balcony, looked kind of boxy, if that makes sense. It was like, um, how do I put this? It, I could tell that he was on strings, that they you know took out in post so it looks like he just jumped out but that was such a small minute piece of this larger picture that that was i could overlook that instant it, it stood out to me but then it was like okay whatever we back in it it's a it's a it's a show um and again taking the powers away it's still a damn good show like this motherfucker again he is giving us what we need in storm this nigga he came into this uh bar the 100 nightclub whatever talking about trying to go get his daughter homeboy stop him while he inside like no nah, nigga you can't you can't come in here cuz you can't what the fuck you doing whatever he said then he's like okay i'm trying to do this the right way blah whatever homeboy pulls a gun out points it at jefferson pierce who will be my new mcm man crush monday this motherfucker he said i was trying to do this the 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 right way or easy way he bows his head he closes his eyes he opens them them bitches is white all the power is out. I don't know what it is, but every time that motherfucker makes the power go out, I'm like, all right, I'm in it. I'm in it. That motherfucker, I'm in it. Like, this is real. This is, do the shit. Come on, Jefferson Pierce. Yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> uh, um, needless to say, I enjoyed the show. <laughs> if you didn't get that. Um, I was live tweeting during the show. Like, it was very good, you know, interacting, speaking with folks and talking shit and, you know, pointing out stuff. And it's just, it, there are scenes that makes me uncomfortable. Um, there are scenes that had me excited, clapping and yelling and shit. And there are scenes that had me in my feelings. The music is phenomenal. Um, I'm hoping that the music continues throughout being as good um, because it would be amazing to get this soundtrack and just be able to play this bitch because this this shit was nice. Um, uh, A Sign of the Ages by Gil Scott Heron. Um, like, how do you... Uh, <laughs> Blicka Blicka by Rome Fortune. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, it just sounds... I think I'm saying this name right. All in all, it just felt like a very black show, and it didn't feel like. And if I and if you think any differently, please tweet me, Carefree Blurred. Um, hit me up. Use hashtag the pool CBN, use CBN pod, and just let me know. Because even if you if if you disagree, I'd like to hear you, and I'd like to know why. You know. But for me, it was a very 
black experience. It was very um, nostalgic in some moments. It was very emotional. I feel like DC was smart with this show. I'm hoping that he can exist on his own and kind of build out his universe and not have to um, include any of the other DC shows because I feel like this show is grounded in a way that they're campy and they're kind of out there and that works for those shows. And I would prefer you keep Black Lightning where he is, leave him alone and build out his corner of the CW verse as is and keep it with the same creative team or a bit, little bit better. And if we know about anyone else, the Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, whatever, I'd rather we see them on a TV screen. You know, like I don't want to interact in a way like tie them in that way so that we still feel like it's one piece of a larger puzzle, but keep it where it's at. Like Black Panther's um, Ta-Nehisi Coates run. Ta-Nehisi Coates has been doing his damn thing and it exists in the Marvel Universe, but it's its own story and it's doing its own thing and it's working with not a lot of interference from Civil War or Secret Wars or Civil War 2. It's, it's doing its own thing. So I would like for that to continue with um, with uh, Black Lightning. Like, that would be dope. Also, um, we have... We address... Oh, God. This is the other thing. When you give a property or you let people of color... Excuse me. When people of color are able to... Um, create and to write and to design and to use hone their crafts and not be exploited by or used by um, or have their talents kind of um, uh, appropriated by other people. You get things like Roland Martin discussing on the uh, quote unquote CNN station or his own little program about the difference in colorism and about racism in the superhero community, how black lightning is a threat. He like, but like he said, you got other motherfuckers running around in capes and tights and shit and ain't nobody up in arms about that. But this black man is coming up in his uniform fighting crime. And all of a sudden the vigilantism is an issue. Like, come on. And it, that was such a, bruh, I was watching this and I felt like I was just watching an actual Oh, that's not a good comparison. Like it, all in all, Black Lightning is good. goddammit. it! So, if you out there, you want to come on and discuss Black Lightning, do that. You know, pick an episode and let's talk about this shit. Like, come on and let's let's discuss. Like, let's 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 have us a blackout with Black Lightning. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna leave that there. I'm gonna leave that there. I really implore all of you to go out, uh, DVR Black Lightning, uh, watch the shit. Um, live tweet, you know, hit me up on the Twitters and let's discuss it. Also, please, 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 please get Black Lightning cold dead hands. Like, look at the first two or three issues. See what you think about it. Even if you got to stand in the comic book store and kind of flip through it. I don't know if they really like you to do that, but do it anyway <laughs> and see what you think about it. But we got to support Black Lightning because um, these is black people in having jobs and these black people are doing the motherfucking thing. And I love what I'm seeing over there. So, um, with that being said, man, thank you all for listening to this week's The Pool. Come back uh, next week or next time, rather, because, you know, we might not have an episode next week. But, um, you know, while you're here, make sure you look in the Carefree Black Nerd feed, uh, Carefree Black Nerd on Sundays, uh, Riverdale Review on Mondays, The Pool, uh, The Guides to any other little spinoffs I may have. I've got a lot of things coming down the pipeline. Also, make sure you go to BYNKRadio.com forward slash podcast check out the other podcasts over there my brothers and sister um government name uh, social introvert black married fly uh i was just 
got some things going on as well that'll be popping up and it'll be on my social medias please 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 hit me up carefree blurred on twitter that's probably the quickest way to get in touch with me um carefree black nerd on other social media platforms mainly instagram as you can catch me over there as well just putting up my fair share of hashtags <laughs> um so yeah um remember come on back uh meet me back here same nerd time same nerd station and uh i don't know Stay Black Lightning, y'all. <laughs> All right.